0: It's time to do some deciding. Uh, Oh, of course, I get that echo again right away because I'm so dumb and I always forget to mute the Facebook feed. So it always always comes right back in. Um, All right. Yeah, it's time to do some deciding. Uh, Welcome to Games Beat Decides podcast, your weekly source for smart discussions about really dumb stuff. Um, I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb, and with me is my cohort and subordinate, Michael Minotti. Go ahead. Try to say something nice. All lies. That's not nice. That's that's mean.
1: Well, you're mean. I have to counteract it. I'm by just, being mean. That's how the world works now. We're, it's going to escalate the meanness.
0: I'm just trying to be accurate. Okay. Uh, well, Mike, Mike tried. We'll see if we can get something better out of him next time. Um, so, thank you all for joining <laughs> us. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make you nice, whether I can. Uh, you know, well, we'll see. Actually, I'm gonna really try hard. Um, thank you. Thank you all for joining us. In today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, co-op gaming during Thanksgiving, the Nintendo Switch. Late night talk show hosts who are mean to Japanese role-playing games and the legacy of the Nintendo Wii. Um but before sure, we each-
1: can't just talk about late night talk show hosts being mean to JRPGs.
0: Well we're definitely gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that at length, but we can't just talk about that.
1: Fair
0: enough. <laughs> uh, we're gonna jump into all those discussions in a moment. Um first I want to let you guys know you can get more of us at Gamesbeat.com. Um you can also uh, you can also email us at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. And finally, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're listening to, uh, be sure to, su- to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever. If you like us on Facebook as well, if you go to the Venture Beat page at facebook.com forward slash venturebeat, if you like that page, you'll also get notifications when we go live and watch us there live. Um, I think finally, while you're on iTunes, please, you know, leave us a review if it really helps us grow and find new listeners. So, Mike, uh, that's my spiel. That's the first time we've done that spiel on this podcast. I think it went really well. Um, what you do you think?
1: You should be fired.
0: I, I'm, actually, I'm actually starting to feel uh, like I'm losing some confidence in myself, Mike, and this isn't helping.
1: You should not have much confidence because you're bad.
0: Well, okay. To, to distract myself from my my failures, I want to ask you, how are you doing? What's your week been up to?
1: Oh, I'm good. Uh, Yeah, things have been pretty nice. I've, uh, you know, I'm leaving next week for a big trip to the Disney World. See all the Christmas stuff down there. So kind of just catching up on a lot of things right now. Uh, I saw Fantastic Beasts. I thought that was a lot of fun. I want to see that. that. You should. It's good.
0: Excellent. Okay, so before we kind of get into topics, though, I want to talk about Dishonored 2 a little bit. I know you're playing some games maybe you can't talk about, so I'll... I'll I'll take over the segment a little bit um i am reviewing dishonored 2 a lot of people have already been playing i already got the reviews out it's taken me a little bit longer because while i like the game i'm finding it really oppressive um really hard to oppressive yes like i'm finding the world itself dark and grimy and the people all the people in the world are also dark and grimy but they're also dirty and, like, and psychopathic, not to use that as, not to use, like, mental issues as a pejorative, but they all have mental issues that are really hard to kind of deal with. Uh, Like, they're all serial killers, or they all beat their wives, and stuff like that, and I'm not really jiving with that atmosphere right now, and I don't know, I I, typically, I wouldn't really like that, but I'm really not liking it right now, for some reason. Um, And it's, I think it's a shame, because it's a really good game.
1: To me, just sometimes, you just, like, you know, it's fine for a game to be dark or whatever, but mm-hmm. sometimes, especially when it kind of feels like a lot of games are doing that, you're like, oh, my gosh, can't something here, I don't know, be a talking cat?
0: Yeah. Yeah, give me another Blinks the Time Sweeper. Give me that instead.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking about that game the other day. There's some alternate universe somewhere where Blinks the Time Sweeper is like the big Microsoft
0: mascot. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's, pop, it's Mickey Mouse, Mario, and Blinks the Time Sweeper. Yeah, whatever it was. But, yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know, back to Dishonored, though. It's just something about trying to... I mean, it's ultimately to... a
1: game about killing people.
0: Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, it's very violent. But, I mean, just to kind of let you know, like, where I'm coming from. Like, I played Doom, and I found that very violent and awesome, though. I, I It's cool. Like, it makes you feel... Lighthearted in a place where you're in hell and there are demons and fire and you're ripping things apart and stuff like that. Like you, like with your bare hands, you're ripping demons in half, uh, like they're tissue paper. And that is, uh, yeah, that's a lot. But I really dug that. Like as like the he- heavy metal theme would like kick into place. But with Dishonored, it's not yeah. celebratory in any way. It just feels like. It just feels dark. It just feels like this weight is on top of me whenever I'm playing the game, and I'm having a hard the time It's not even
1: about the, the actual violence It's like you said, in a right. Doom, it's very arcadey. You're doing it to, you know, demons or whatever, yeah. but it, it, it's almost just more uh, depressing when it's just like the world itself is kind of a crap hole, right? And you're just walking around like, oh, god, everything's awful here. Uh, and you know, you know the, if we acknowledge that video games are escapism, you have to say, well, why do I want to escape to a bad place? And sometimes, you know, because it's interesting, there's an interesting story, and then there are reasons, but sometimes you're just like, you know, especially in this is Age of Endless Options, you're like, well, you know, this is fun and all, but why am I doing this to myself? So this is awful?
0: Yeah, and it's, and yeah, the place is awful, and the people are awful. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just well, not having a great time with that part of it, and I, like I said, it's still a very good game, so it's...
1: it's and I think it's a, one of the reasons why Watch Dogs 2 was smart to kind of lighten up a little mm-hmm. bit. And I I think that's going to be a trend, maybe. I think a lot of these series are going to lighten up a bit. Uh, I think it might be a good thing, but who knows? We'll see.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think we have anything else to discuss this week before we get into the topic, so we should probably just kind of jump right in. Um, I think the the first thing we should probably talk about, though, is it's it's Thanksgiving this week. Do you have any kind of big plans?
1: We always have a big family Thanksgiving. Uh, It's like the first time it's going to be like... At one of my brother's places, and not like at a parent's place, mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting, you know, for um, a 29-year-old fellow like me. So, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be fun. I don't know. I, I kind of I'm one of those people like I like Thanksgiving, but I'm I look ahead a little bit. I like Christmas a lot. My birthday's in early December, and I'm one of those big uh, make a deal about their own birthday obnoxious people, of course. So. Yeah, you're the worst. You're the worst. Yeah, so yeah, this basically is all about, like, getting... This is, like, the start of Christmas for me, and I know people hate that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how I look at it, I get excited.
0: I've, a- I've actually uh, come around on that. I put my Christmas tree up last night. I haven't decorated it yet, but I put it up last night, because I'm actually... Um, I got a buddy in town. My cousin just moved to Denver. He's going to be coming over for Thanksgiving. We're going to have a pretty... Not a huge Thanksgiving, but a decent-sized one, and it's going to be at my place. So I was getting excited, and I'm like, we might as well put out the Christmas tree.
1: To have that up when everyone's
0: there yeah exactly because I mean it's just gonna be me and Steph when uh when it is Christmas so we're like let's get it up have everyone enjoy it and that'll be the only Christmas decoration we have up but I'm, I'm glad to put it up but what I also want to talk about is so for Thanksgiving I'm planning on uh, once you know after we're done eating and watching some football um, playing maybe some cooperative couch games because there's, there's gonna be like about four to five people uh, which is kind of like the right number to have, uh, you know, put up something like, I was thinking like Diablo 3 on the console. So I was wondering, what is the best co-op couch kind of family gathering game that we can play?
1: Diablo 3 is definitely my, like, favorite co-op couch game in the last while, but that's, you kind of, you know, it's it's, it's an intense game, relatively speaking, right? You can't get, like, your mom in on it. (laughs) It's something like, maybe I want everyone to play something that immediately comes to mind was uh you don't know jack for uh what that was xbox for six now i wish i would make another one of those but that, that was always a fun game for me because you know at the end of the day it's basically still trivia but it has enough kind of flavor to it that that's fun but you know there was like that period of time right where we had all these wii and uh connect games where it's like we can make our whole families play and you know you'd do it for maybe 20 minutes and do something else but it's like fun for a bit everyone was involved and now it's like yeah i don't I don't really know what I would do, like with the whole family these days, co-op wise.
0: I so my thought is, um, so yeah, Diablo Three will probably be a tough one to like kind of engage people within at first, but if it happens, I wouldn't mind you know playing that all night with a bunch of people. But I'm thinking what's more realistic is something like, and you kind of like stumbled on it a little bit. You with you don't know Jack is those um Jackbox party games, um the ones where you know it's from the people that made you don't know Jack. But it's like this package of mini games, word games, basically everything you play on your TV. And instead of using your uh, like a, a you know a Xbox One controller, everyone uses their smartphone as a controller. So everything's up on the screen, and you could just log into like a website on your phone, and then you're you're part of it. And everyone's familiar with their phone, so it's like such a a lower barrier to entry that I think that's like a really smart one to kind of go with
1: one thing i am gonna do is bring my nes classic over and see if anybody <laughs> wants to play some of those like two player games and like that'll actually get some attention from even people who normally want to care just because like it's kind of becoming like this hot ticket item right like even my parents know what it is and they know it's like hard to see one so I can dazzle them a little bit like look what i got from work and they'll be like, <laughs> oh, we need to see this it'll be fun but, you know again those games are kind of you know, they're they're old enough that they can be simple enough that a person can pick up and play a little bit. I don't think I'm gonna you know beat uh, Super Contra with my mom, but it'll be fun.
0: I mean, you never uh, know. See what people think. Your mom's got lead skills, so of course. Right. But uh, so what you were saying about uh dazzling people with stuff you got from work though—that's my other thing. So. When if Jackpox Party Pack doesn't work or whatever, then I'm gonna shift to virtual reality probably. And uh, I'm th-
1: I mean, it'll be fun to show people virtual reality, but that's not very like, cooperative. No, right? but I'm,
0: that's that's exactly the thing. I'm gonna play that uh, uh, keep talking and nobody explodes game where uh, one one person's in the headset, one person is trying to defuse a bomb, uh, and they're using a controller or whatever. And I actually just got I don't know actually I don't know if I could say this the touch controllers. Who knows? If I get in trouble, whatever. Uh, I just got the Oculus touch controllers. Uh, I also the Vive. Oculus. Yeah, and we'll have someone, like, so someone will be in there trying to defuse the bomb, and then everyone is outside with, like, a manual trying to explain how to defuse the bomb to the person in there. So it's, like, a very cooperative game, but it's, you know, asymmetrical or whatever. Um, And I'm really excited to see how stuff like that works, because I know everyone's going to want to see the VR. Uh, People have already told me when they're over they want to try it out. So it's like, all right, here's a good way to, like, get everyone involved. And so people don't, so my wife doesn't, like, start glaring at me that we're not doing something that involves everyone
1: fun i mean even it's it's kind of fun to watch people do vr for the first time see right. their reactions even to, to that stuff so yeah, it'll be fun
0: yeah uh and i think uh i don't know beyond that there's stuff like overcooked on xbox one i think or playstation 4 i uh I, i'm actually just going to go out go out and get it and play it for the first time i've heard good things where it's like this game where four pe- players are trying to run a kitchen and it's very much like one of those um I mean, a, like a kitchen management game might be like that that genre where there's always things coming in, and you're always trying to take the ticket, make the order, As run the order. Somebody like
1: out. like worked in like line cooking for a little bit. That kind of sounds like a flashback. Yeah, it's yeah, you're
0: gonna yeah you're gonna have yeah some PTSD and stuff. So totally, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think uh I think we could probably move on, but I feel pretty good. I'm definitely gonna go with uh the the VR though, and they uh, and keep talking to nobody explodes. If I can only choose one, I think that's probably the one I should go with.
1: NES Classic and see
0: if people uh, think it's cool. It'll be fun. Yep. Sounds good. Okay, I think it's time to move on, Mike. Um, So, the next topic uh, is going to be the Nintendo Switch. So, last week we talked about the NES Classic a lot, uh, and I I floated some ideas about maybe talking about that more this week, but we kind of overdid it a lot that last week. So, we're going to move on to Nintendo's future instead of its past. Um, So, some news came out, um, I think it's... um, let'splayvideogames.com, I think is the website. They've done a lot of really great reporting on the Switch. They've gotten a lot of um, stories right before Nintendo confirmed it. Um, and they are now reporting that the system is going to cost 200 pounds uh, in in Europe, or in, U- in the UK when it launches, and then 250 pounds for like a deluxe version. And she's, the, the reporter, who I think his name is Laura Kate Dale, also said that, that's going to track uh, conversion-wise across the globe, which would mean that it would cost $250 in the United States and then $300 for the deluxe version. Now-
1: What what, what would be the difference?
0: Probably storage size. Yeah, probably just that. Um, So I think that that's going to be my question. Do you think it can cost $250? Does that- Is it going to cost- Okay, let's just call it out. Is it gonna cost more or less than
1: $250? Not gonna cost less than that. I can't see that. I, I mean, well the, when the 3DS came out and it was like too expensive, everyone complained. That was two hundred. that was 250. Yep. Right? I and I know they changed it pretty quickly because they realized it was high, but like still, that's what they went with, you know? It's hard for me to imagine like the next system that you know I know it's a kind of a poor, but it's still a home console. It's gonna cost uh, that much, I, I, I don't know. But I guess you know they've released systems this where for the Wii launched at two fifty, right? That's right. Uh, what, the, what the Wii U launched at three hundred, right? It wasn't. Yeah, it was three
0: hundred and three fifty for the deluxe, for the Wii U, right?
1: Wii U, right? Exactly. So I, I don't know two fifty, even for like a base model. That seems uh, it's not like outside the realm of possibility. But I, I'm not gonna buy that it can be any cheaper than that.
0: Um. So, okay, so for reference, this, N- Nintendo's working with NVIDIA on this, and the NVIDIA Shield, the last generation model, actually, it's like, it's basically like two generations ago now, the tablet, is $200, uh, and it was always $200, and it's very, it's pretty similar, but but not quite exactly the same thing as what N- Nintendo's going to have. You would think, though, that just the fact that Nintendo and N- NVIDIA are working together, like, it's gonna to have to increase in price because Nintendo has to pay Nvidia or you know for, uh, for and, its chips and, or whatever.
1: And then you have like that, you know, those uh, the what are they, the Joy-Con. That's right. You have like that that uh,
0: the base uh, station kind of port.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Where you the dock is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that deluxe version will come with the Pro controller also or, or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to cost as much as an Nvidia Shield for
0: sure. So then, I mean, on the other end, do you think – well, I think it's going probably going to be cost $250, $300. I think this is exactly right, this report. Um, do you do you buy that, that there's going to be two models, $250 and
1: $300? Uh, maybe. And Nintendo always likes – or they have liked to do that so that they can say, like, oh, look, here's the, the – a lot of people have done this, right? So you can say starting at 250 right. even though – chances are we're all going to want the more storage space with how many digital games we buy these days right um and we, we don't we don't really know like if, if there's an easy way to increase the storage capacity of the switch right so you might want to kind of go in strong with the base on that
0: so i think the, the, the people are thinking there's going to be an sd card slot so you can like just like ever, nintendo's had in every one of their systems since the wii right the wii even like the dsi i think had the the uh SD card slot so it's like you know the Wii, the Wii U, the 3DS Um, so Nintendo's pretty comfortable with using SD cards even though SD cards are the way that hackers have been able to get you know homebrew and then um, illegal ROMs running on video uh, on their systems Um, and that's been a problem for them but they still seem pretty comfortable with that idea and I think the rumor has also been that it's going to have an SD card slot so but, but at the same time I mean the Wii U had an SD card slot but you still needed a kind of a hard drive to run a lot of those games and if it's similar to that you're you're probably still going to want the more deluxe model uh just cuz having that built-in storage that is that high quality is probably going to be better um and i think the rumors it's going to be between 32 gigabytes for the lower model and then like 128 for the bigger one that's that's pretty it's good to cut it yeah i mean it's you're, gonna, you're still going to need to expand it no matter what no matter what you get you're going to need more space um but yeah, I, I think that this I think this pricing model makes sense. I I, I agree with you though. It's not going to be two hundred dollars. Uh, it's I am surprised that it's even going to be like two hundred two two hundred pounds, two hundred fifty dollars, kind of to start. I was always leaning towards $300, 350
1: That's what always sounded right to me. I mean, you know, maybe somewhere a little below or above that. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they don't have to so rigidly be on the. Does it have to be two fifty or three hundred? Can not it be a, a two eighty or something?
0: I, 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 it definitely could be, and that's possibly. I, they could just try to do that, you know, like $279.99. Um, I could see them trying to pull that off, and I feel like they have done that before. And uh, then once they
1: change the price of the 3DS, so it was what, that's 170 right. or right. 180 or something?
0: And I, they, they might be more comfortable doing that with the um, with the Switch because it is a hybrid and it's so different. It's going to attract both the, its portable, it, it's the, their handheld fans and their home console fans. So maybe they'll want to like split that difference a little bit to appeal to everybody, um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for that. The price talk. Do you have any other thoughts on it, Mike? Well, no,
1: just you know, again, that, I I think that range sounds pretty good because I I don't see it being lower than two hundred and fifty. I don't see it being higher than three hundred. So mm-hmm. it, I don't know if I you know necessarily totally believe that this like the details of this the two models, but it all sounds believable enough.
0: All right, I'm going excellent. To be
1: so $250 for a switch. That's right. kind of what I'm getting at. I think I am going to be paying $300 for one.
0: I agree with you. I think that's what I'm going to be paying as well. Um but yeah, when I get that receipt, it's going it's not going to say $250 kind of no matter what. Um okay, so moving on. Uh this past week, uh, Square Enix paid the Turner Broadcasting System network to mm-hmm. Have their late night host Conan O'Brien play the video game Final Fantasy 15, and Mike, it didn't go well. Did you, you you saw this right? Yeah, so you, you saw it, um, and it's um, basically what happened is, you know, if you're not familiar with Final Fantasy, these games could be pretty impenetrable on the uh, kind of in the past. Now, Final Fantasy 15 looks like potentially like it's the most impenetrable one of these games yet. Uh, it's like there's there's like a Versace, like purses, and there's like Audi cars, and it takes place on another world or something like that. And you know, a car breaks down in like the first couple minutes of the game, and you're pushing the car. And Conan O'Brien's playing all this stuff, and he is losing it. He does not understand what's happening at all. Um, and I'm wondering, Mike, is this bad for Final Fantasy? Was Conan bad for the game?
1: That wasn't. This is, like, the new ultimate example, I think, <laughs> of just video game nerds taking things way too seriously. The NeoGaff thread on this was just incredible. The funniest quote, co- if somebody said something, is like, I want to change the title of this thread to Comedy Man Ruins
0: JRPGs Forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how people were, re- like, acting like... And I know that yeah, Conan was definitely hard in the game, probably more so than he ever has been before. It's not like he likes most of the games. He doesn't like any of the games he plays. The whole point of it is that Conan doesn't play video games. Ha ha ha! This is fun. It's like when I have my mom play a game. If my mom did it, like Final Fantasy fifteen, would it would people take that seriously? <laughs> you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, it's not an indictment on the game. So I mean, you know, it, it is strange for Square Enix to to do this. And I think, they just want you to know, whatever publicity. But it's obviously a game that. Conan O'Brien is not going to be able to get a handle on it, you know? And he said it was the, the longest he spent playing a game. So what? That was probably 30 minutes or so. It's like he was in there for hours. Um, you know, and they didn't even tell they are kind of jumping him around from place to place. So he wasn't really getting like the whole connected. It's how you feel stupid right now justifying why he didn't like the game. It's Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And he's playing the game for his comedy bit. And it was funny. It was funny that for him. You know, some of the things he says are true, and we all know these things about JRPGs—how they're kind of silly—and it's funny to like see somebody who's not like used to it, you know? Yeah, who hasn't like, accepted oh, this it? This is so strange, right? Yeah, and you know, it's just—it's a funny comedy bit. But this idea that like all these people are gonna see this and be like, "We Final Fantasy XV is awful" because <laughs> Kono Bryan said it was—it's like, oh, oh, come on.
0: So, and you're right, there was a lot of people who were on these forums who were kind of upset that Conan did this and kind of like upset with Square Enix for paying them. But but you're right, like, who was going to buy this game that, I mean, okay, I don't know, maybe people have in their heads that, oh, the game needs to find this mainstream audience to, to really succeed. But I don't think that was ever in the cards. I don't think this game was ever going to appeal to anyone who wasn't already thinking about the game and thinking about maybe buying it. Uh, So Conan coming in and making fun of it did no damage. I don't think it couldn't have, it didn't really do anything that could really hurt the game uh, unless you had it in your head like maybe, you know, maybe like, you know, the guy that goes to see all the Marvel movies who doesn't really play video games, he just plays Call of Duty, he's going to see how cool this is and finally JRPGs are going to be back on top. I just never thought that was possible
1: no probably not it is kind of strange right like, who knows what the projections are for this or what they're what they're thinking of um i don't know if i care so right. much in in a way you know i, I and i am someone i love final fantasy uh, for people who don't know i played all of them um i'm really into this series so i'm not just saying this as some guy doesn't care about the games like oh who cares kono bryan doesn't like it you know but it, it, it is this other kind of weird thing too where we're this age where fans become so invested in not just like how good a game will be but it's performance and how well they'll do you know they, they kind of act like stockholders in a way and I understand right. that to a degree because you know you have an invested interest in something and if it does well there's you know going to be more of it and so on but you know it's just strange all these people in the forum being like why would Square Enix do this why are they hurting themselves and they had a good humor about it they tweeted like yeah ha ha that was funny and who knows you know I'm sure internally they're like I don't know but I, I don't know it's 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 fine. Yeah. Uh, Final, I I am yeah I am curious with Final Fantasy 15. Uh, just how that's going to do and how it's it's going to be received. Right. It, it's one of the most interesting games. Uh, in a while, because it's more. It's funny because it's the anti Final Fantasy 13 analogs, which a lot of people complained about. It's open world, right? Um. It's you know just, just a lot of that kind of stuff, but. It's still so. It's still so. It's simultaneously very different from every Final Fantasy game, which has the danger of uh, kind of throwing those fans off. But still, it's kind of you know knee deep in a lot of those sort of Japanese-isms and JRPG isms that it still might not be able to reach a mainstream audience. Um, gosh, it's interesting. I wish that. Um, I wish somebody who had been playing the game was able to say something more about it right now, but...
0: If only we had one of those. I I just... Yeah, Yeah, so... But, I I mean, it's been in development for 10 years. So I could see why Square Enix wants it to appeal to a wider audience. I can see why fans who want more of these games want it to appeal to a wider audience. I just don't get why anyone thought it actually would. Um... Cause it just doesn't, it's not, that's not, it, RPGs, you know, JRPGs just aren't that genre anymore. They aren't Final well, Fantasy VII.
1: I think that's why it's not super JRPG. I mean, who knows? Can this, if the game does Moger 5 numbers, right? And that game did fine, right? Yeah. I think it would be a success. And if Metal Gear Solid kind of has the same issues, right? There's a, it was like a game that back when pretty much all the games we played were Japanese that it was, you know, Big deal. It was like one of the the premier things. It, it, now it's a bit more niche, but still, it gets the lavish AAA uh, production, and it it can still get maybe mainstream's not the word, but gamer mainstream, if if you know what I mean, right? Right. Like you're not gonna get the the Call of Duty bros in on it, but you'll get you know the Zelda people, kind of, right, and so forth. Uh,
0: I I don't know. I, I I've I've tried playing some Final Fantasy games. I haven't been able to get into any of them. Um, except for 6 on the SNES. Uh, I didn't even finish that, but I played that for like 50 hours or whatever it was. Um,
1: I mean, don't, don't underestimate the series. I mean, even Final Fantasy thirteen, which, you know, was kind of derided, it still sold millions of copies. There, there's still some, some weight behind that brand.
0: Yeah, there's... Okay, yeah, I shouldn't say that there isn't like a built-in audience. That built-in audience is there, and it's huge. And it's the reason why Square uh, can probably af- still afford to spend 10 years making a AAA... Big budget blockbuster video game um if they didn't have that this game wouldn't make any sense at all um but i still think we're entering a a period where you know i mean we saw it with konami you know they made metal gear solid 5 but um is metal gear solid 6 gonna be anywhere near as costly no and i don't think final fantasy 16 unless it does break out unless uh, 15 does break out is going to be anywhere near as costly because these companies are just seeing like mobile games, you know, make all this money with, you know, and they cost what 20000 a hundred thousand dollars to make, as opposed to Final Final Fantasy 15, which probably cost tens of millions of dollars. to
1: Well, make. Final Fantasy 15 probably has no chance of actually like making a profit just because it just on because it's, it's own, in right development right. for so long, right? I mean, right. it's basically its whole thing is like, all right, let's get some kind of return on the investment we we had in on this. If, you know Final Fantasy is all over mobile right now, uh, anyways. I think there would be a big backlash if it only went mobile, which, you know, obviously. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying a little bit, but that could be true of a lot of these kind of, um, not, not super A-tier franchises anymore, even though it's, it makes me a little uncomfortable even call Final Fantasy that, because, you know, it's Final Fantasy. Maybe for me, it's just hard, because, you know, I'm just invested in this stuff. It'll be interesting to see, because there hasn't been very many number of Final Fantasy games besides, like, that aren't MMOs, Right. In a while, even thirteen came out a long time ago, and that was the only one that came out in that era. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it had its weird sequels and whatnot, but that stuff's always kind of niche. We we don't have a lot of examples really to know how is a Final Fantasy game going to sell these days, right? Like here it is, Final Fantasy fifteen, single player, open world, big sprawling epic. We had a whole event, to stream it. We you know we we had that guy from Breaking Bad there. This is a big deal. Um, is it going to be a big deal? I guess is is the question, uh, and that could almost be the topic. Is it, Final Fantasy think actually going to be a big deal? I, uh, well, I think we should I come. Know. I
0: think we should come back to that, like uh, when you can talk, when whoever's playing it can talk about it, um, and and then we'll see at that point kind of whether or not we have any better ideas of whether or not it would be a big deal. I will say at this point, however, that Conan will not be the reason it is or isn't a big deal. We should guess, definitely
1: blame the TBS comedy man.
0: Yes. The, the comedy man ruining RPGs. Oh no. Exactly. Take on the comedy man. All right, Mike. Um, I think that's going to do it for that topic. Let's move on to our, our final discussion. Um, and this one, I think we should actually try to rank, rank them. Let's, let's just go for it. Um, what were the best Wii games? Um, you want to just like do a top five?
1: Sure. I can know what one and two are. Yes.
0: Uh, yes, uh... well, okay. Super Mario galaxy two and super Mario galaxy. Yeah, what order?
1: What order? Um, it, it, it's a little interesting. I think two might think be two. better still.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad, we, I'm glad we. All right. Well, that's out of the way. <laughs> all right. So then, what's the I, rest of the list?
1: What's the list? Sword's got to be in there somewhere. I know Skyward Sword's kind of divisive. I know it's on that that part of the Zelda cycle where it's the last one that came out, so some people are kind of hard on it. I really liked Skyward Sword. I thought it was like the one. It was like the one like full like three hour game, right? That smartly used motion controls pretty much the entire time. It had the Wii Motion Plus thing. You actually had the one-to-one sword controls. So it actually mattered if you were aiming high or aiming low or doing a swipe or an overhead. You know, it, like that was pretty neat. And it was something different for Zelda. Like it wasn't just, you know, go in there and push the A button and, and attack him. Or it wasn't like Twilight Princess God, where you know you just swaggle and that means pushing the A button. Like you would I want to put Twilight Princess on there. No. In, 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 no. for one, I don't like it as much as Skyward Sword anyways, but even still, it's like, it's, it's still like, even after all this time, I'm like, is that a Wii game? Mm-hmm. It yeah. kind of is. It came I played it on the Wii, it came out on the Wii, but it still just doesn't feel very Wii.
0: Yeah, it feels, um, like, it feels almost like cheating. But, but this, you bring up a, a point there, there, though. I mean, we are talking about Wii games. I mean, the Sky, Skyward Sword, you're right, did use motion controls, but then I think it's, it's easy to kind of like throw games like uh, Wii Sports Resort, uh, out because you're like, Oh, it's, it's I wacko and stuff. But Wii Sports Resort was a very good game and I think should probably be on the top five.
1: I could put, I like, I'll, I'll, relent on that a little bit, but partly because, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a big deal. I would almost put the original Wii Sports above it. I know it wasn't like much less advanced.
0: Well, I can, uh, that
1: was, that was I, a game I played with people a lot and had fun with, especially the bowling and tennis. I mean,
0: I'll, no, I can, I'll, I could give you Wii Sports over Wii Sports Resort. Uh, because you're right it was Wii Sports was much more appealing to more people and I think specifically because it was less advanced it was just you could be inaccurate and it didn't really matter which was really great for the crowd it was appealing to but, um,
1: but, um, yeah. and the other reason why I can kind of relent on this, even though, like, I'm not usually a big fan of these kind of games, is like, I can't think of too many I know. other things that are like, this has to be on that, that list, right? We were kind of talking about this, you know, with the NES Classic, you know, you can pick the 30 games that are on it and you can have blind spots. You told me to, like, pick 30 Wii games. Mm. And it's crazy to think about that for a system that sold over 100 million copies. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and there was a lot of stuff on it that was, yeah, you know, there was like what Zack and uh, I was going to say Zack and Miri <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say making same thing. <laughs> was the same people. The, the adventure game with all the puzzles like that was fun yeah, there was like a no more heroes. heroes for it that was fine uh, there was a version of Resident Evil 4 that I liked mm-hmm. but like let me think about like big Nintendo games that were Wii exclusives right so you have Metroid Prime 3 Corruption which just it's just not as good as Metroid Prime 1 so it's got that going Metroid Other M which I actually like Other M no one else does but Run. I wouldn't say Run. I wouldn't say top five. I know everyone hates other Ram. Uh Donkey Kong Country Returns one.
0: Not as good as Tropical Freeze.
1: Nah, uh, yeah, then, uh, yeah, like you know what? New Super Mario Brothers. Wii that was back before like the whole New Super Mario Brothers thing became very gauche and like overdone. At that point, I was like, oh, this is like this is like Super Mario World two, not Yoshi's Island. Uh, <laughs> that was exciting at the time. Do I really need to go back and play
0: that? Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't and I, know. I, would, um, I would, um, I would agree with new Super Mario Brothers. Wii. It was very, very good at the time. I remember, I remember playing it like uh, that Christmas it came out, and just being like, "Whoa, this is like a really great platformer." But you're right. At this point, there's just been too many. And then, like, New Super Mario Bros. Two came out for the 3DS, and I didn't like it at all. And I'm just like, "What? What? What happened? What is Nintendo doing with this, this series where it's just running it into the ground?" Um so I would be like before I would put that on the list I would put like Punch-Out. Like Punch-Out would be the, like I would want Punch-Out in at punch number more fun? I Punch-Out was incredible on the on the Wii. It was so good. It was I mean it was still Punch-Out um but they did it in like that Cell-shaded 3D. Um they brought yeah, forward all the yeah. characters and that they had like really great animation um and it but it still had that phenomenal um you know pattern recognition design. That was, you know, great on the NES and great on the Super NES, but it was just so much more lively because the the characters were, were you know, you know, if you'd haven't played the game, you know, they kind of let you know how they're what like the attack they're gonna do by like the way they're moving and stuff like that and the noises they make. And the Wii was so much more advanced than the Super Nintendo, which is the last time we got a Punch Out game, um, that those tells were so much more visibly obvious or or you know at least visible in and unique. That it made that whole game design work so much better, and I really liked that game. I don't know, did you ever play it?
1: No, I liked it a lot. It's just the kind of one gripe I can have against it is that you think about a Wii game, you're like, oh, we're Punch Out, we're going to be punching with the controller thing, and you do it like that, and it like doesn't, it, just, it doesn't, doesn't yeah, work because it's that. not reliable. <laughs> so you you gotta you know turn the stupid controller around like you're holding an NES controller, <laughs> and it's like this is how we're playing in, in 2008.
0: You're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, we, we already got a Wii game yeah, on the game. there. we the game was Wii, fun. Wii Sports is on there. So uh, the, we'll, count, we'll count Wii Sports and then punch out at five. That's my, my that's my argument. I mean, what else would you put up there? I mean, do you have like, that, like said, something in like
1: mind? The, and it's weird because you think like, you know, usually what Nintendo does are these really great first party games, but they're just a lot on that system that, you know, like Kirby's Epic Yarn, that
0: was mm, fine.
1: Yeah. Super Paper Mario was fine. Wario Land, shake it. WarioWare, the the one where you shake things. Uh <laughs> and, and, right. There's like there was the Mario Kart game and it was a good Mario Kart game. You know, the other ones that came out there were, were better. The Smash Brothers for it was kind of a disappointment. Oh, uh I didn't like that at all. You know, there's Mario Party games for it. Uh and I'll tell you one thing. It, it's a good thing those games had the Galaxy games. But yeah. That that system had the Galaxy games. Those games are just so good it would be like the one reason like and i like those i like some of those games i like skyward sword a good deal too but like the one reason why i'll hold on to my wii is because like someday I'm, i might need to play mario galaxy one or two again because those are just phenomenal
0: and i mean they actually came out with a super mario galaxy 2 is on the uh, eShop for the wii u so i was actually playing it on there so you might not need your wii anymore um but you're right if it didn't have this if they didn't have the galaxy games things would have been a lot more bleak uh a few years out looking back at that system it would have been like oh wow this thing was actually kind of really depressing to play games on um and, and you know and that that bore out in the terms of like um you know the 360 the playstation 3 by the end you know the, so many more people were buying more games for those systems that even if the we had more units out there it was at that point considered a failure because publishers couldn't sell anything on them. Even Nintendo was struggling to sell new games on the system. So it was like okay, we need to go to the systems that are succeeding and by that we mean have a high attach rate for software to hardware. And First that- you
1: like saw all these developers going out of their ways to make Wii versions of their games because because of like the archaic hardware they couldn't just right. port things. Mm-hmm. You had like the Wii version of Call of Duty 3, right? And how much you know the Wii version of Force Unleashed. And they were completely different games and all this work went mm-hmm. into them and no one bought them.
0: Yep, and it just ended up in in the end, kind of feeling like a system that was a, a distraction from the games yeah. you wanted to be playing. Um, it's
1: kind of having a rough legacy, isn't it? It doesn't help um, that the Wii U, like its its child, is is even you know a kind of a disaster. And it's it's strange to think, after, the Wii was like the biggest phenomenon in gaming, in, in so long. It's kind of strange that now its legacy is kind of you know, this mixed bag where it, like, led Nintendo astray, and it didn't maybe make as much money as you thought it was making, and looking back, there aren't that many great games for it now.
0: So, and this list is hard. I mean, I'm at five. I'm not that passionate about it. I'm like, you know, by by the time we get from one, two, three, four to that last spot on the list, I mean, I I would like to put Punch-Out! on there, but if it wasn't on there, that's fine, because I'm still not that passionate about Punch-Out! because... You know, there's just nothing there that I really care about.
1: I can really only think of three games that I am passionate about. Three games that I would, you know, to put my reviewer's hat on, give a nine or better to.
0: Right. I think that's
1: a very good eight point eight, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. So we have Super Mario Galaxy two as one at one, Super Mario Galaxy at, at two, uh, Zelda Skyward Sword at three, Wii Sports at four. And then at five, you want to just do punch out, or do you have something else? I don't think you really sent anything. Not. Okay, that's our list, and that yeah, kind of doing that right there. That whole process kind of bummed me out. <laughs> like, for the week, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so
1: maybe people can help us out. And remember, let us remember some the hidden gem.
0: Yeah, I'm sure people. I'm sure people have like a game they they are passionate about that we're just missing. Um, and if you do, games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. And, Mike, I think that's going to take us into the outro. Uh, I don't think I I have any other games I want to mention on the Wii, right? Nothing else for you?
1: No. No.
0: All right. well, yeah. That brings us to the end, then. And, uh, Mike, before we kind of get out of here, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet, your Twitter. Uh, You have another podcast you want to tell people about.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm always writing on GamesBeat, so keep going to GamesBeat.com to check out what we're doing on there. We've got... uh Little thing going up for a link to the past 25th birthday today. And uh, we know we're, all, we're working on some shopping guides, gaming-themed, coming up here. Uh, but besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. Uh, I'm also on the Exploding Barrel podcast. That's a podcast I do with my brother. We talk about games and a lot of other kind of nerd culture things. We usually take it just one topic for a whole show. Uh, you can uh, search for Exploding Barrel on iTunes and, and all that stuff. Uh, or go to ebpodcast.com to find that show that's it for me
0: and i am jeff grubb on twitter um find me there follow me say hi um, also, you, also can fo- more <laughs> and you can follow
1: professional than mine
0: and you could follow uh games by following GamesBeat on twitter as well um and i'm on gamesbeat.com as well you know we're always writing stories every day me and mike have new stuff up uh, a couple stories a day at least uh, and then in addition to that, I make some videos on YouTube sometime. You can get those on YouTube.com forward slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, a lot of those can be for Games Meet stuff. A lot of those are just for fun. So check that out as well. And, Mike, I, I think that's going to do it. So uh, I think we are done with the Games speed podcast for this week. That's good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. And we're going to say goodbye until next week.
1: Bye-bye.